What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Wapoo Show in podcast format. It's your boy Chris here, and I'm back with another movie review for you guys. Now, before I get started, I know it's been a while since we uploaded some content. Um, I think basically just life has hit us, man. Uh, I've been incredibly busy with work. Uh, Quan's been busy with work traveling. So we haven't really had a chance to link up, So, which is why... Uh, I'm going to kind of just do these series of podcasts. I had had time to go check out some movies over the past few weeks. Some uh, really excellent uh, indie films that I'll be doing some reviews for you guys. So keep a lookout for that. This is the first of that sort of cluster of reviews that I'm going to be releasing. So the first one being uh, Jojo Rabbit, which has been directed by Taika Waititi. And um, first of all, I just want to start off by saying this movie is probably one of the best movies I've seen all year. And, and, Honestly, from the past few indie films that I've seen, just to name a few is, uh, you know, Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon, um, The Lighthouse, which I also saw recently, Parasite. Um, I think out of all these films that I've kind of seen, this is definitely the top one. And at the same time, at the time of watching those other films, I remember leaving the theater thinking, okay, this is probably the best movie I've seen, and I'm constantly experiencing that effect, you know. Okay, this is probably the best movie I've seen. Okay, this is probably the best movie I've seen. So it's good that the, I'm getting these kind of effects from this movie because they're just getting better and better. And I, honestly, I think indie films are such a high-quality film because they're not worrying about that big budget and that blockbuster, you know, making sure we make so much money off of this movie that we get our whole, you know, that we get our profit back after what we've invested. So if you guys do get a chance, I really recommend you guys going to check out one of these movies so, anyways, let's just jump right in into what Jojo Rabbit, um, why I think it's probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. Um, just to start it off, I think Taika Waititi is a genius man. He's just got a knack for directing comedy. And if you don't know Taika Waititi by name, uh, he has directed uh, Thor Ragnarok. He was the director for Thor Ragnarok. He also plays Korg in that movie, the rock monster dude. Um, he's also known for doing, um, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, and there's also a movie back in 2010 called Boy. So he's, he's got a couple of films underneath his belt, and, um, yeah, he's just really good at directing comedy, man. His comedy is sort of, I, and I was talking with my girlfriend about this, he's got this sort of Wes Anderson type feel to his filmmaking, which how he uses comedy sort of as like a, like an ease to what's actually happening in the movie, right? It's kind of like a filter. He's trying to hide the actual emotion. He uses comedy to cover up whether it's something serious or something, uh, you know, very uncomfortable or maybe a sad moment. And he uses comedy as sort of like this blanket to kind of make you feel safer and, and not so uh, crushed by what's actually happening in the film, in which you can definitely see uh, Jojo Rabbit kind of uh, embracing that sort of comedic style because the movie is about uh, a kid during you know the sort of Nazi Germany era in which uh, Germany's on the brink to lose the war uh, all the allies are coming you know together and they're kind of you know it's at that at that tide at that turn of the war in which you know the allies actually take you know the upper hand and uh, these I guess Germany's kind of having you know they're dealing with the outcome, what's going to happen, you know, and, uh, it starts off, it's basically centering around this kid, Jojo, uh, who has this funny imaginary friend, he sees Hitler, 
as his imaginary friend and his whole dream is to grow up and to serve on the front lines for Hitler to serve for his country his dad you know went to war and he's been missing you know for I think well is believed to be at war it's been two years now um so yeah the movie's very it's got a very serious undertone to it in which what's happening and how they treated you know how Nazi Germany was and as we all know based off of history and you know what we've learned and in school and stuff it was a pretty shitty place it was pretty crazy how they treated these jews as if they weren't human beings and stuff and you you definitely get a taste of that in this movie it doesn't shy away from it on how it sort of um shows you how these kind of people just treated them like trash and saw them as trash and they saw them as not human uh so like i said taiko Waititi kind of doesn't doesn't stray away from showing you that sort of darker side of what that war actually entailed, but he uses comedy as an undertone to kind of lighten the feeling a bit, so you're not feeling utterly depressed while watching this movie. Um, so yeah, I think he did an excellent job. The actors and actresses that they got for the film were just stellar, man. They were perfect. Uh, I was really impressed, uh, mainly with uh, the kids, right? So JoJo was... The kid playing JoJo was just perfect, man. He just he knocked the role out of the park. Uh, I'm trying to find his name here. Roman Griffin Davis. Um, he did an excellent job. I think sort of the star of the show for me, even though he wasn't the the you know main character in the movie, it was his little best friend Yorkie, who's played by uh, Archie Yates. And man, that kid is freaking hilarious. He's just like this cute little chunky kid. He's kind of like. He kind of just represents like people who's kind of going with it. It's like, you know, oh, everybody's doing it. I guess I got to do it too. So there's these real funny scenes where they're like, I guess it's like Boy Scout camp, but they're really training them for war. <laughs> so these little 10-year-old kids are going to like camp and they're learning how to like fight in the Nazi army. And uh, they're kind of just so oblivious to the fact of what, you know, everything's happening. Like they're learning how to shoot guns. They're learning how to throw grenades and they're learning about, you know, the the sort of Nazi history of what Jews are describing them as like monsters and they came from the caves and they're born with hooves and they eat humans and they're like, they can, you know, they can control your minds and all this shit. So it's like, it's, <laughs> it's pretty dark humor, but at the same time, it's still humor. And I think it, like I said, Taika Chita doesn't shy away from it, even though it is like a touchy subject, he kind of just leans into it. And I think there was a lot of controversy with this film saying that some of the, some of the jokes around, you know, Jews kind of were taken too far and they were insincere. But um, I really don't think that's the case. I really don't think it was Taika's goal to insult or offend anybody with this movie. He was really just trying to... It was more of a reflection of the time. Like, I don't think this is him poking fun at anything. It's just, this is really how these people saw these Jews. Like, they saw them as, like, beneath them, which is... Like I said, dark, but at the same time, he kind of adds like a, a comedic undertone to it by showing how oblivious to the fact the the people living in Germany were at the time. They, they kind of just accepted it as, hey, it's what everybody's doing. I guess we got to kind of do it too. So I thought that was very well executed. Um, and yeah, I, I really don't think it should offend anyone. I mean, if it does, then it's up to your preference. Like it's, I can see how it would offend somebody. It's still... It's always a touchy subject, man, when doing movies based on that era because it was a very dark time. And uh, obviously lots of people died. And they show that in the film. Like, you know, people dying and just the collateral damage that that war caused and uh, sort of how hard it was for people to move on after that. But uh, anyways, going back to the actors, 
like I said, the kids were the were the, I guess, stars and gems of the movies. Uh, Jojo and Yorkie, their kind of dynamic was very funny. Um, I also really surprisingly, I was I just enjoyed Scarlett Johansson's character. She plays Jojo's mother, who is like this undercover like agent for the Allies and helping. She's like an informant and she's helping pass information to the Allies of what's going on internally in Germany. And I guess she was sort of uh, key to like the power struggles and kind of in the end, you know, part of the reason those kind of like that rebellion, those internal rebels kind of led to, you know, the Allies winning the war. But she was such a great character and how she kind of saw the bright side in things, right? She knew that there was a war going on. She knew her son wanted to, you know, grow up and be this sort of Nazi soldier in which she, you know, he had no idea that she was like working with the Allies and was against this. She was just, just the way Scarlett Johansson played this character and how she was loving and she saw the bright side in things and she was actually pretty funny and just her dynamic every time she interacted with people, it was really good, man. And I'll talk about later uh, how she played an important role in the movie and it, so, <laughs> it was such an unexpected unexpected thing that kind of just happened in the movie but uh yeah Scarlett Johansson did an amazing job I wouldn't be surprised if she got maybe I wouldn't say like an Oscar nomination but possibly an Oscar nod she did really good for a supporting actress in this movie and uh, I'm really excited to see her do some more stuff outside of the MCU she's definitely got a talent um so yeah I, I really loved her character uh, Sam Rockwell was also really good he was like the troop i want to say the troop leader he was like a, a nazi soldier and he ended up getting hurt so they kind of demoted him to kind of just train up-and-coming soldiers so he was kind of like the camp the camp manager or the scout camp leader or whatever but he was pretty funny man honestly didn't even know he was in the movie i was kind of surprised when i saw him just pop up uh so i love sam rockwell he was very funny man his role kind of just like this sort of disgraced soldier he couldn't really serve his country because he ended up getting hurt he had like a bad eye or something, something that, you know, German, apparently German soldiers need two good eyes to fight in the war. Uh, so yeah, his character was very funny. Um, another gem in the movie, I think, or she just kind of had those kind of funny role, you know, just that kind of like comedic purpose role, I guess. But uh, Rebel Wilson, she was really good. She was like the assistant to Sam Rockmel, which was, she had some funny ass scenes, man, where she's like, you know, oh, you know, little kids, let's prepare you for war. There's a scene where she's like literally just handing a grenade and strapping it to the back of one of the little kids whenever the allies are invading germany and she's saying all right little boy go give one of those american soldiers a hug and he's got a, a freaking grenade strapped to his back and he's kind of just going like kamikaze style towards the american soldiers so they're like sacrificing these kids just to win this war so that was a funny scene man like that you know that's the kind of dark comedy i'm talking about like taika watiti kind of just leaned into and then um uh, also taika watiti so taika watiti plays hitler you know jojo's imaginary hitler friend and he did really good too, man. Like, it's just, he he kind of played the role not how I expected it. He played Hitler as if he was, like, this nagging wife. Like, you don't show me any attention. You know, like, kind of, you know, he was like a nagging wife or, like, a nagging best friend for JoJo. He was kind of, like, his motivator. It's like, you can do this, you know. Remember, your your goal is to serve me, you know. And the whole little how, can you how me? Like, instead of, like, you know, give me a high five or he's like, how me, you know. How me. Give me a little how. So, you know everybody's just saying like how hitler how hitler so that's kind of their little dig thing that they had going so i thought that little relationship between uh hitler or taiko Titi and jojo was so freaking hilarious man and you know there were scenes where he's like getting jealous well, like i said he kind of leaned into like 
he played Hitler as if he was like a nagging, jealous wife. Um, and yeah, I just think everybody did a rock solid job. Also, the the girl that played um, the Jewish girl that was being hidden by JoJo's mother, uh, kind of like an Anne Frankish type setup where she's hiding her inside her house so that you know she can survive the war. Um, she did really good. I liked her the way she kind of played the character and how she was um she didn't really play the role too serious like she saw humor and what was going on in the war she saw she fully understood like what was happening and then sort of her dynamic with jojo like jojo representing sort of the naiveness of germany and then the jewish girl i think her name is elsa kind of representing like how do you not realize how stupid this is like you guys are making this up it's all in your head and there's a beautiful scene where uh, Jojo comes and, and says, hey, I need you to draw me where, where Jews come from. Draw me on a piece of paper. And she ends up drawing like a kind of like a comedic comic strip of like Jojo basically looking like an idiot. And he's like, this is just a picture of my stupid head. Where are the, you know, where are the Jews? And she said, exactly, right? As if they're in his head, right? So this whole idea of what a Jew is, is stuff that they made up during that time. Like it's just, they needed this reason to create this radical notion just to have war, right? So I thought that was a nice little sort of uh, kind of reference as to how dumb it was that that whole war even happened. Um, so yeah, like I said, like Ta- Taika Waititi is just brilliant like that, man. I just you don't expect a a director who's known for his sort of comedy to have these kind of serious undertones underneath them and sort of like this these usage of metaphors throughout the entire movie, and then just feeding off that further, right about how brilliant of a director Taika Waititi's even like he's starting to just develop into like a genius man I, I honestly like his movies and I think every every movie he puts out now is just getting better and better uh, he's kind of refining and you know he's getting in his rhythm man there's a scene in the movie where the entire movie is like I said it's making you laugh it's kind of a it's it's a comedy it's making you laugh it's making you feel you know kind of you're not feeling too emotionally distressed I want to say but uh, you know, you end up loving, he gets you to love these characters, the, you know, Yorkie, Jojo, the mother, uh, even Sam Rockwell's character, like you, he kind of leans you into, you know, connect with these characters and you end up loving them. And then out of nowhere, out of the blue, this sort of comedic heartfelt movie takes a dark turn, right? So it turns out like, uh, Scarlett Johansson, the mother, because she was working with the allies, she ends up getting caught and what they you know, what the Germans were doing to people kind of betraying, you know, the the Nazi army and betraying Hitler was pretty fucked up, man. They would uh, they would hang and quarter them out in public uh, for people to see, kind of like a, you know, just like a, a demonstration to sort of scare people to even think of betraying uh, Hitler or Germany. So she ends up getting caught and hung. And that scene, I got to tell you, man, was one, unexpected was not expecting it like i said the movie kind of plays itself and it leads you like it's this heartfelt comedic movie about a dark time but it was you know making you laugh the entire time and these characters that you end up caring about the mother being one of the main characters that you end up caring about because you just love the way uh scarlett johansson just plays this character and how she sort of creates this personality for her and how loving she is towards joe joan you know and, and and you know knowing that what she's doing sort of on the side, just trying to make sure that everybody's safe and protecting the little Jewish girl, Elsa. You know, she's, you find out the, she's this great person. She's this, 
she's just like one of an actual genuine nice person during a dark time. So you really connect with her, and then she ends up dying. And the way they reveal that she's dying is sort of JoJo's kind of just walking by, and the people that are hanging quarter is such a normal thing that they don't really notice it anymore. It's just there. Every other week, there's different people hung for betraying the country. And he kind of just walks by it every day. It's something that he sees every day. He walks past it. Just this one time, though, he ends up walking past and he bumps into one of the bodies hanging. And you notice it never shows the mother's face. But what it does show is her shoes. And that was one thing that I think Taika Waititi, again, showing his genius. Every time Jojo interacted with his mother throughout the movie, especially at the beginning of the film, he emphasized the shoes, right? She always wore the same heels and she always tried, you know, Jojo always had this problem with not being able to tie his shoes. And uh, so she would, every time they interact, every time they were on the scene together, it always panned to the mother's shoes to implant it in your head so you know, okay, those are her shoes. Those are exclusive to her character. Those specific little boots or heels or whatever they were are hers. That is Jojo's mother. They represent Jojo's mother. And at the same time, her kind of motherly instinct was she always noticed that Jojo's shoes were untied, right? So that was always something that happened whenever they interacted. She would get down and say, oh, you know, these shoelaces aren't going to tie themselves. So she always tied his shoes. So that's why I think sort of the buildup to this scene was brilliant. He kind of, you know, just general nonchalantly just walking past the hanging bodies again. Like I said, it was something normal that he saw. Uh, nothing different until this time he bumps into one of them and he notices the shoes and then you realize okay now i know why taika Waititi was focusing so much on the shoes every time she popped up on screen that's the mother she's hanging there and that scene man it literally it rips your freaking heart out <laughs> i was not expecting that and honestly taika fuck you man that was such a trap <laughs> that i think i honestly teared up during that scene because you're you he tricks you, man. He tricks you into thinking. Oops, sorry about that, guys. Uh, <laughs> I ended up getting a phone call mid-podcast. <laughs> I feel like something always happens when I'm trying to record. Like, either there's noise in the background, my cousins are just being, you know, loud as usual, being kids, or I ended up dropping something, and it's, like, really loud. <laughs> so please forgive me if it sounds a little weird because I got a call mid-podcast, so you guys know this ain't a professional sort of setup, so... Honestly, you should just expect it nowadays. Anyways, back to where I was. Fuck you, Taika Waititi, <laughs> for trapping us like that, making us think we're watching this heartfelt comedy, and then introducing that, just ripping our heart out like that by taking away a character that we, you know, you forced us to love, and uh, just man, it's it. That was like a real dark turn, and like I said, it's just. I think it's just simply because it wasn't expected. And it's it's kind of it's kind of like a joke on the on the audience. Like, how'd you not expect somebody to die, right? It's Nazi Germany. People were dying all the freaking time, right? So it's kind of like a play on don't get too comfortable. Remember what type of movie you're watching, you know, the time period. So I really liked that setup, man. It was very emotional, like I said. It uh definitely made me tear up. And just the way that scene was just set up, the cinematography and how it never shows her face, but you know it's the mom because of the shoes. It was just brilliant. Man. Loved it. But uh, yeah, honestly, I just think this movie is definitely going to be a hidden gem. Uh, will it get some Oscar talk? Uh, not entirely sure. 
it wasn't one of those art housey films like the lighthouse or or like ad Astra and all that stuff those those movies are like motherless brooklyn that's kind of about to come up it's I don't, I don't think it'll get any oscar talk because it is sort of like a comedy and nowadays you don't really see comedies kind of making that push but it is definitely a movie that's worthy to get a nod because the performances in them all together the just the structure of the film and the story itself is just beautiful man it's just it's a really good movie and i definitely think you guys should go check it out um uh i don't know if it's released why like at all theaters uh, we had to go to a specific theater that was showing it in houston only one theater which is weird but um yeah i just think it's it's a great movie man definitely go check it out uh and uh I really do hope that we get more movies like this. Uh, if Taika Waititi starts going, you know, going in this direction where he's kind of doing these low-budget kind of films, definitely uh, we'll be checking those out if he does, man, because this movie is just its beautiful. I like it a lot. And honestly, all these indie movies, man, have been knocking it out of the park. So like I said before, if you guys get a chance to go check out an indie movie, even if you don't even know what the hell it's about, man, it's, it's going to be good because it's such an isolated performance, right? Kind of like what Joker was, even though Joker was a uh, pitch as a blockbuster film it was an isolated story you're watching you're not really watching a movie you're watching a performance right you, the whole movie like it didn't really have a plot you're kind of just watching joaquin phoenix act so definitely go check out some indie movies man if you can uh let me see if i give this a score i it's gonna be a high i'm gonna say 9.5 out of 10 for jojo rabbit it's my top film this year that i've seen so far uh but yeah so be on the lookout, guys. That's the review. Jojo Rabbit. Go and check it out if you can. Uh, be on the lookout for some more reviews. I got some more coming up. Uh, you guys know how I roll. I like to just record all these things at once and then just release them on separate. Luckily, it's not video, so you can't tell that I did these all in one day because usually in the videos, you see I'm wearing the same damn outfit every fucking video. <laughs> but this one, you can't tell, right? It's just my voice. But uh, yeah, that's the review, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Be sure to like uh, or give us five stars or however the hell this podcast crap works comment go and check out our youtube channel it's in our bio on our soundcloud and uh yeah thanks for joining us guys see you guys next time later